Today on the pod, we've reframed success so many times it doesn't even sound like a word anymore. Laura and Mel pour one out for branded finance vests. And we're back. It's Cougars and Coladas. We took a longer hiatus than I think we expected to. I think we needed it, though. Yeah. So, Mel. (laughs) Mel turned her mic off. We're doing great. I'm back. We're doing great. (laughs) I don't know when I turned it off. I don't know at some point. Oh, good, Mel. Everyone will just think I'm talking to myself. Well, now that you know what Laura's voice sounds like, I'm Mel. And I'm Laura. (laughs) Welcome back to Cougars and Coladas. Welcome back to Cougars and Coladas. Spring edition. It's finally spring. Fucking finally. Can you hear the birds chirping outside? That literally makes me so happy. I know. I like it a lot. You know what one of my biggest pet peeves is? When you walk by, sometimes those like really big buildings, like the ones over here in Central Park West, they have recordings of birds that they start playing at like a certain point in the year. It like, as soon as it gets to be March, they start playing the recordings of birds. I've never noticed that. Yeah. Because it's like you walk by the building and you hear all these birds chirping and you're like, oh, birds. But then as soon as you walk past, they're like, wait a second. There's no bird chirping. I'm going to have to listen out for that. I mean, usually I'm on Central Park West when I'm like going for a run, but I've been benched again. And But I also mm. have headphones in when I do it. So, yeah. But on my walk home today, I'm going to do that. I find it really annoying and like misleading to be quite frank. That's so weird. I know. I feel like it's some, it's to promote some kind of suburban atmosphere. I don't know. It's like playing holiday music in the sh- in the stores, like because it makes people buy more shit. Like, yeah, that's so weird. That's so, like, what are you going to buy more of in your own like overpriced apartment? <laughs> Maybe it's, it's just for ambiance, you know? Is it? I don't know. That's weird. Right now, we're here like listening to the birds chirping outside and be like, "That's great." Yeah, but what if that it was great, but it was just speakers and it wasn't actually birds? It just makes me think of like you know when you're in Bed Bath and Beyond and you can hear that they have the noise machines and it's like the waves crashing. Oh, like yeah. I'm just like that's what I'm thinking that these bur- <laughs> fake bird noises are. Wow, that's weird. I never knew that. Okay, yeah. So mind blown. You have some exciting news that we have not shared. <laughs> Oh, yeah. I got engaged. Woo! Woo! Laura's getting married. I know. It's, that's happening. It's We've, exciting. It is very exciting. I'm excited. I'm, I'm very excited. Can't wait to give a speech. <laughs> God help us all. <laughs> I told my brothers they're not allowed to speak at the wedding. <laughs> oh, how's that going over? <laughs> um, probably not well, but, you know, we'll see how that, we'll see how that shakes out. Well, no, my maybe mind they're is- not allowed to, like, officially speak, but get a few drinks in them and I'm sure they'll find a microphone god yeah probably <laughs> um no it'll be really exciting we've been on the venue hunt and I don't do well with indecision or like not just having a lot of thoughts swirling in my head Vata. yeah no it's been out of control like I and has been traveling a lot so I've been doing a lot of like the research in terms of what kind of venue we should look at and what's in our price range and all of that stuff. And it's to the point I'm calming down now because we found one that we like and it's now a matter of just like picking the date. 
But the last couple of weeks, I wake up in the morning and I'm like, oh, I have another wedding idea. And I like, <laughs> the lights aren't on. And I like open my iPad and I'm still laying down and I'm just like typing out this wedding shit. And I will, I will spam him at like 530 in the morning being like, look at this, look at this, look at this. And then he'll he usually calls me in the morning and he'll like call me right when he wakes up. And I'm like, ah! <laughs> about all of the wedding things. And he's like, I, okay. I, he's, he's, like, he's like, not this ready. He's not your ready. choice. <laughs> That was a big life change that, that we was. that we had go down. And what about you, Mel? Uh, what happened to me? You oh. got a new job. <laughs> Mel got a new job I that she forgot even, about. I can't even remember past a week ago. <laughs> I did get a new job, which is super exciting. The first thing that I had to do as I started on this past Monday, and the first thing I did was get on a plane to L.A. for the annual sales summit which was like a thousand salespeople from around the country all just cheering about how great they are which is fun it was a lot of fun things that I'm glad I was a part of but also it was all a blur there was yeah. a, a big dinner on Wednesday night which was the last night of it and uh, they do like the company-wide sales awards and like everybody at the dinner was talking to me and they're like so how was your first week and I was like I, I don't know <laughs> like, it's my all... first week was a lot <laughs> I, was like, I was like it's all quite literally a blur like yeah. I'll tell you when I figure it out so yeah. I've been processing the last couple of days uh, but yeah I'm excited about it it's a big change for me from the startup world to the corporate, corporate world. world hey now I've realized that I hate conferences. I've really only ever been on like the planning end of them. And I like mm. that because I feel like on the planning end, I know what's going on. Mm -hmm. People come to me with questions. I can like give them the answers and I'm happy to like boss people around and tell them what they have to do. And then I was at a conference for work and I was like, I don't know how to function as an attendee. And also yeah. like, I don't know any of these people and I'm just uncomfortable all of the time. And I was yeah. also in Dallas, Texas, which kind of we were like in a weird part of it and I was like I can't escape there's nowhere I can yeah, go <laughs> definitely very strange there were a couple of times I had to it was in a hotel and like convention center at downtown LA and you really didn't ever have to leave the premises like you could have just stayed yeah. in the hotel the whole time but I like on on Tuesday afternoon we had a little break and I was like I have to I have to leave this place <laughs> I have to go outside for a walk I was like pacing in front of like the the semicircle where like the cars come in in the front of the apart <laughs> in front of the hotel because I was like I need air but there's nowhere for me to go so I'm just gonna pace <laughs> yeah the it's in downtown LA there's really not that many places to go either we I were in, LA in a long yeah time. we were in this place called LA Live which is like a like it's right by the Staples Center and like the Microsoft Theater is right there and and so there's like a bunch of stuff in that little area but as soon as you step outside that area it's just like and this is one of the things that amazes me about LA is you go outside on the street and on just like a day an afternoon and there's nobody out like where is everyone what are really? they all doing meditating it's, at the beach I like I journaling with their no. crystals in their apartments yeah Maybe I should move to L.A. <laughs> <laughs> I think you would. I've Not that I've spent time in L.A., but I feel like L.A. could be your vibe. But then you would very quickly just hate everyone. Yeah, I like spending time in L.A., but I like coming back here better. Well, then there's your answer. Yeah. 
Maybe I'll be bi-coastal one day. Goals. It's a lot of traveling. It is, yeah. But, you know, if you're bi-coastal, I feel like you do, like, a couple months here, a couple months there. That's true. Like, unless there are things to, like, be around for. Yeah. I mean, it would be a good excuse for me to go to California. Yeah, so. exactly. I'm cool with that. I'm thinking about this for us, Laura. For- I would hope so. <laughs> for Dakooks. <laughs> Dakooks. So uh, should we transition into our topic or we sure. want to like fuck around a little more? <laughs> I mean, this whole thing is just one big fuck around session. So <laughs> true. It's all we're doing. Baby coogs. We're just fucking around. And, and we hope that you enjoy this. Yeah. Too. And hoping that somebody is interested in <laughs> fucking around. Well, now that I've mentioned my hashtag goals of being bi-coastal, maybe that's a good segue Segway. into our topic for today, which is definitions of success I don't want to use the word definition I don't think it's a good word for me I guess it's different ways of looking at success and choosing which one works for you does that make sense because I think I'm going on a tangent but I feel like growing up success was always like somebody would say oh you know so and so is really successful and yeah. it was always they had a job that paid them a ton of money. Yeah. So it's success always, was tied it was always to money. financial success. Yes. I agree with you. Like, and, and it wasn't like they're successful and they work at a nonprofit and make like no money, but they love what they're doing and they wouldn't, they can't imagine doing anything else. Like that was never seen as they're su- successful. Successful was always like they just have a fuck ton of money. Right. And that's the same kind of thing that I think a lot of our generation was brought up with right as the the definition of success is financial success you know it doesn't really matter if in your mind you're changing the world that's not successful quote unquote i miss i can't hate not being able to do air quotes on the pod (laughs) (laughs) i can see one of my favorite hand gestures (laughs) (laughs) i can see your air quotes i know Um, i know but i feel like for the damn millennials, which we fucking millennials. I know. It's, yeah, we all want money, but at the same time, there's a much bigger emphasis put on like doing what you love and what you care about and how you feel at your job, regardless of how much it pays. Right. And the, and the reason I think that a lot of us are so at odds is because we only want money because it's been told to us that we should have money and also the world we live in is a capitalist society. You need money to actually right. live. And so that's why the the emphasis has always been on money and, you know, going for it. I don't think that's really going to change so much. But yeah, no, I, I agree, agree with you that millennials and as you get into the younger, even Gen Z, you know, that's not it's not about just financial success, because I think probably a lot of us could just get jobs at hedge funds and a lot of us do get jobs yeah. at hedge funds you know shout out to midtown uniform but like <laughs> my favorite instagram i know mine too so good i get so excited when i see them in real life in the wild i know in their element there is nothing better than a midtown bro in the wild i know let me tell you <laughs> and if you're not familiar with the midtown bros on instagram you should go look it up but basically they're your bros that wear their khakis, their white button downs, or their checkered, I forget what that's called, button the, downs. The blue, whatever. Yeah. And and, and, and really a glad. Patagonia vest. Yeah. <laughs> Which may or may not be branded to the company that they work for. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and they all 
walk around in the same sort of outfit and all on, together all together a herd of midtown bros and all going to like sweet green or some I, shit <laughs> and on the instagram all of their names are brad thad and chad <laughs> Oh, oh good so good although i saw this thing online i guess it was last week where patagonia is no longer letting like you oh, can't like yeah, brand you can't brand the patagonia vests anymore i, did I know see that too it was probably on their instagram i actually think that you sent it to me yeah i probably did <laughs> <laughs> i don't remember where i saw it i can't i also can't remember if it was like on the midtown uniform instagram as an announcement yeah, to the people. Yeah, it did because then I saw it afterwards because it was the, um, I'm pretty sure that they used an image from the show Billions, which oh. is about a hedge fund. Nice. I do like that show though. Have I watched the first season and then I like kind of forgot about it. Well, I didn't like That watch... guy's really good. The guy who plays Billions or the main dude. Oh, Damien Lewis? Yeah. Yeah. He's like really him. good. He's really good. He's a British guy, apparently. Didn't know that. Yeah, I get really confused when British people play Americans and then you hear them speaking and you're like, what the fuck just <laughs> happened? <laughs> the main guy, well, I have since finished The Americans, but when I was deep in my binge watch of The Americans, the, the lead guy in that show, he plays in a, a Russian being an American, so uh-huh. he hasn't like, an, sounds American. But I heard like an interview with him and he had a British accent and I was like, what? <laughs> It was so confusing. I, did, I didn't know what to like do with it. I couldn't process the information. Yeah. And that's actually a big pet. I mean, <laughs> now that now that I'm jumping to like mind fucks, I really don't like foods that look like other foods. <laughs> yeah, have you ever You've seen took like a turn? Continue. <laughs> have you ever seen like a baking show? Like usually in Food Network, they'll have like, oh, make a cake that looks like a hamburger. Like yeah. I hate that shit. That's so annoying to me, especially if it looks legit like a hamburger. And then I like would just be annoyed trying to eat it. Like that's not a fucking hamburger. It's a cake. At my wedding, I'm only going to have desserts that look like other foods. <laughs> just for you. <laughs> but Your 30th like birthday cake's going to be a pizza cake. Oh my God. So or maybe terrible. it'll be a food that freaks you out. I have to think about this a little more. <laughs> well, keep us posted. I will. But no, I feel like it just reminded me because like it's almost like the same thing where you have like a person who's speaking with an American accent and then it's like, yeah. whoa, they're British or yeah. like a person who's speaking with a British accent. It's like, whoa, they're American. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I understand that's kind of the point of acting, but. <laughs> I guess we want to talk about other lenses through which to view success and think about your own successes in the context of I'm going to stop saying success I was going to say how many times are you going to use that (laughs) success (laughs) but it's kind of hard when and this goes with anything when you've defined a word or you have a certain feeling or a certain image about a word and what it means and what it looks like and then to come at it from a different perspective is like but it shouldn't that be something else? It, it's hard to kind of fit it in the same right. thing. And I think you have to sort of separate it out. So, right. okay. So financial success aside, there's also success in your home life, success in your relationship, success in the, in the things that you do outside of your job and, and like even your things, job. Yeah. And you know, success within your job as well. So you can kind of look at things from all those different categorizations and have that come together as your definition of success. 
and weight all of the things differently. I yeah. guess is what you're saying, right? Yeah. Have you done any of that? No. I'm imagining a pie chart, like a good old Anne Friedman pie chart that she puts <laughs> in her newsletters. I feel like that's a good way to think about it. Yeah, I guess that's true. If the pie is success and you pick out pieces like different size pieces of what contributes to that. Right. So financial success aside, what's the biggest piece of your pie? I feel like relationships are a big piece of it. And I think job satisfaction is a big piece of it, too. Because I think when things your time. Yeah. Because I think on the job piece for me, that is a pretty big piece of it, because if I'm spending most of my time and energy into that, like I need to care about it and I need to feel kind of connected to something. And if I don't feel that, I think it like drains a lot of energy out of like all other areas of my life. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't say that like job success is more important than like relationships, but I feel at least at this point in my life, the job piece kind of dictates how I show up in the other areas. I think that's kind of important to note also is all of this can change depending on the stage of life that you're in. When we first graduated college, I would have said that happiness in my job was probably the largest piece by far. It all sort of evolves as you evolve as a person and also evolve in your relationships and your like friendships and Mm -hmm. your like familial, familial relationships and your romantic relationships and all that stuff sort of shifts What's in your pie? How's, how, how are you sliced? <laughs> how, are, how am I sliced? I think that a, the job piece of it is important for me and it always has been important for me. And I'm looking to, not that I'm looking to move away from that, but I'm looking to redefine what success is in a job yeah. situation. You know, I was working for startups for a long time and I was working for myself and I was like, oh, I want to be really independently successful and I want to drive things forward and I, you know, want to be the person who's all consumed by my job and what it is that I do for a living. And then I found that that actually was not what I wanted. Sometimes you only figure out that things aren't what you want when you have When you're in it. Yeah. Yeah. And you're like, oh, fuck. I like, yeah, <laughs> it's like, oh, I work all the fucking time and I only think about my job and I haven't taken a day off in two years and I'm miserable, but like, oh, this is exactly what I wanted. So then I yeah. just like kept doing it. Doing it. <laughs> I totally get that go- though. Cause when I first started working for the government, like I fully just based on the program that I was working on, like I fully expected it to be my entire life and Mm -hmm. to be working all of the time. And a lot of people I was working with that are still there. I think that is kind of how they operate. Right. But I wanted it to be that way because I think I wanted to care about something and I really cared about what we were doing. And then just based on like my various roles and the piece of the program that I worked on, it didn't end up being that way. Mm Mm-hmm. But I think like at the base of it or like at the root of it, it was like I wanted to care about something so much that I enjoyed what I was doing and I wanted to do it all of the time. I think that that's a very important piece of it because I think that was a lot of what I wanted out of my professional life as well. It's Mm -hmm. like I wanted to care about something so much that I just always wanted to do it. And it happened that I really just never cared that much about the stuff that I was doing for a living. It's not that now 
with a new job, I don't care as much as just I can care and not have it be my entire life. Right. You can you care know, in because, the work yeah. hours and leave it there. Exactly. And that was sort of what I found over the last like five, six years of all of this startup stuff where everybody's like, go, go, go 100% of the time I'm working 100% of the time I'm trying to get this company bought or 100% of the time I'm yeah. trying to like land this new client where I wanted those things as well. I just didn't want my whole life to to be be geared towards that and I think that's an important thing to realize when you are like oh I would like to care about something but it doesn't have to be yeah work yeah and I definitely have that outside of work but that it makes going to work and not feeling that way about it so Mm -hmm. much harder and I look at other people like Dave like absolutely loves what he's doing and he's working a ton but part of that is the demand of the job. And, yeah. But he's he's really loving it. And like I see him working and him traveling and him talk about the stuff that he does. And I'm like, I want to feel that way about what I'm doing. And I've like never really felt that way about what I'm doing. And it's just, I think it gets harder when you're just like, right. am I just resolved to not giving a shit and kind of coasting along? Or am I get, is there something that would actually spark that fire? That's an interesting question because you, you can't really know that until you, you do, yeah. go through things and you can't really know that until you're like in it. in it. I think it also like looking at it from an Ayurvedic perspective can also be very constitution based and mm-hmm. like you have a lot of pitta. And so the fact that you want it to go, go, go all of the time and be kind of engulfed in it isn't super surprising. Right. And for me to also want that as having some less pitta isn't super surprising, but it's, yeah. It's just, it's a weird kind of balance, I think, too. Right. And then that's the other thing is, you know, are you, are you balancing the things that you want in the incorrect way? So what I, what I have found is that I'm interested in my job. I'm interested in the stuff that I'm doing, but I no longer want it to be something that I exclusively care about or that I'm exclusively doing. I found that working for startups like with all of these people who were so who were so just driven by mm-hmm. you know the success of like whatever company that they're working for that's not me you know yeah. uh, the the success of of someone else's baby is is great but I'm not about to drop everything right for it so I think that was a big step for me in realizing that I actually do enjoy the space that I'm working in but I don't need to have it consume my entire life and I would rather not have it consume my entire life because then I can enjoy it a lot more instead of feeling like it has to be all consuming right that's interesting then that's where dancing comes in that's where my sitting here on a floor covered in old pill bottles and and like cutouts for magazines my little for arts art. and crafts yeah. purposes not because you have a drug problem <laughs> yes the things that I really care about doing and want to spend all my time doing are just not necessarily that kind of career focused anymore yeah. and that balance is interesting too and to hear you talk about it because I'll go through phases where I'm like I love to run maybe I should be a running coach and then like have co- coach clients on the side. But then is that too much of, or doing too much of things that I love to the point where it's like, you don't actually want to do it anymore right. and have it take the kind of the joy out of that. So the, the balance piece is 
is super interesting. Yeah. And I think that goes back to the millennial thing where we want to do what we love. Yeah. We want to be financially successful, but also we want to do what we love. And we think that the two have to be the same thing. Yeah. But they don't actually, you don't have to make a career out of something that you really love doing. I mean, I did that for a while with yoga and like, I still really love yoga and I do really love teaching. I don't want to do it all the time. It's fucking exhausting. Yeah. I admire people who can do it all the time and who have made their careers out of it. I think it's fantastic. I'm not that person. person. It shows up in the work that you're doing because when I was just trying to fill all of my spare time and like teaching like 10 classes a week and, you Mm -hmm. know, doing all of this stuff, it comes out in the, in the way that you do your work. It was like, it it starts to feel like more of a chore than it does like something you really enjoy doing and you kind of forget that that's what you loved in the first place. Yeah. I feel like my, my running injuries have taught me that about running because I was definitely getting super like I love to run and I love to race but I was getting super burnt out but I didn't know how to like stop myself and then my body was like we're gonna give you you're not gonna do this for a little bit and then mm-hmm. now when I get to go out in between my latest injuries it's like okay like it break like the break helped help me remember why I love to do it and what it is about it that I love to do yeah exactly It's very common, I think, for people our age to start to feel like the definition of success in in a relationship is marriage. And I'm not saying that that's not a definition of success. Now that you are going to be married, what is the definition of success? I think for me, for relationships and like marriage, I always wanted just somebody who was like a, a good partner in crime where mm-hmm. it was like we have a lot of fun like yes relationships are work and they can be hard but for the most part and maybe it's like too naive of me to say that it like doesn't have to feel like a chore all of the time and it's right so for me like success is that we just we're both doing things that we care about and we like just have like a good life together and I think we're both pretty independent people and we both have different interests but we also have a lot of really shared values and I don't think success always has to be marriage Mm -hmm. um I think that's kind of the path that has been laid out and that's just the path that we that we know I don't see like I wouldn't define having being married and having kids as success versus kind of what we just like what we want right I think those can be two different things I agree with you. I, like, I think like a successful relationship is like a happy and a loving one and like a fun one. I agree with you on that too. Being someone who's not, who doesn't easily get into relationships in that way and having a lot of like family members and even fr- certain friends of mine be like, oh, why aren't you dating anybody? Or like, and the question to me is always, or from me is always like, why, why do I have to? Like, just because you, right. you don't have to. People have a hard time understanding that. Yeah. Which, which I think is what I'm getting at here is like internally, I know that my definition of success is not being married. Right. And obviously yours isn't either, but for a lot of people, particularly older generations who see you and me as just two 29 year old women or living in New York city, 
the success is like more heavily in your favor right than mine is because it's the image it's the like just the way things have always been done right type thing. exactly and I think that there's probably a lot of I feel like there's probably a lot of women out there and people in general who don't see getting married as like a goal who right. don't have that on their roadmap and like if it happens it happens but that's not something that they're super involved with or and it's but it's like taboo yeah and it's and it's taboo and or and women I, who want to get who want to get married but they don't want kids like that's also taboo right or women who want to have kids but don't want to get, get married. married yeah yeah you know and that sort of definition of success again like kind of like success is defined financially success is also defined by like the nuclear family which yeah is getting out this knot that's in my torso that really hurts you want a ball <laughs> no i'm okay for now my knuckles are doing a good job okay. now that i've you've helped me determine that it's a muscular <laughs> thing and i don't have internal bleeding <laughs> i'm basically a doctor I you know. guys like, <laughs> i was complaining to dave before i left and i was like i'll just have mel look at it it's fine <laughs> <laughs> Like, it's actually really funny. One of the best parts about being a yoga teacher is that people do ask me about their injuries all the time, which I find hilarious. Like, I'm not a doctor, but I do know a lot about anatomy because I'm like a weird nerd. But like biology of movement, biology of movement. It was junior year. Actually. Oh, yeah, it was junior. Chelsea used to wake me up every Tuesday and Thursday <laughs> to, go to, to class. go She'd be like, she'd be like, Mel, it's time to go. I'd be like, I'm not going today. <laughs> like you, a, you usually went. Yeah, that's because Chelsea that's woke me up be, every yeah. day. Day. That's actually my one of my definitions of success. That people consider me an authority enough on something to on like want anatomy. my to like want my advice yeah. on, you know, muscular things or stretching. No, I've always wanted stretching. to like teach a class because like a college course or something, but be like a guest lecturer because I'm like killing it in whatever my field is. Yeah. But then I was talking to the guy who does our investments at work. And he's an adjunct at NYU, and there are a couple other people who have done stuff at NYU. And he's like, literally at NYU, you can just tell them you want to teach a class, and they'll let you. And I was like, you just totally crushed all of my, <laughs> like, you just crushed my entire like career goals. He's like, yeah, like literally, just make something up and go. That's I've had people tell me that too. Yeah, I've always wanted to be a college professor, and I don't really want to grade papers. But I want yeah, I don't either. Talk. Yeah, I want to like spew my ideas out to people and have them be like, uh, yeah. Interesting. <laughs> right maybe we should co-teach a class together on what i don't know okay well but you have a master's in public health and i really like anatomy so political science i feel like there is something out there yeah um that we could do anyway i also got my health coach certification i got my certificate in the mail Ooh, today or my diploma mazel tov. thank you, you didn't tell me that it's so exciting i kind of forgot about it until yeah. it came in the mail i got you baby googs tell us what kind of uh, class we should teach at NYU. <laughs> what bullshit would you like us to spew professionally? <laughs> there is I a do, wide range. I do keep do keep getting questions about whether we're going to put some of these recording sessions on YouTube, and I don't know why people are. In- I fucking interested hate in YouTube, that. but YouTube is like a thing. YouTube is a big thing, but also but like I don't- then they have to look at. They could see your air quotes. That's true. People could see my air quotes if we were on the YouTube, but. <laughs> Also, like looking at the two of us right now, I don't. I wouldn't say that we're uh, we're video. <laughs> we're not ready. exactly camera ready over here. Also, I'm not sure that matters. 
I don't think it does. That could be like our thing. Yeah. I don't know. But like, but like, yeah. why would people just want to watch us sitting on yoga blocks? And I wouldn't want to watch that. I don't yeah. like YouTube. Like, I just don't. It's not like a, I like forget it exists. Yeah. I just I think I'm too old for YouTube. I know. I did see this thing about this. I guess this vlogger, because if you're on YouTube, you're a vlogger of course. <laughs> um, about one of like the vegan influencers. And she was like caught on tape eating fish or something and people uh, like of course. flipped yes. the fuck out and she had to be like it's not good for my health anymore like i yeah, lost also- my period and like my hair is falling out and like which happens and it doesn't make her a bad person but like right. sometimes your body just needs yeah something exactly. else it's not the end of the world yeah it doesn't matter we're all gonna die eventually so. yeah yeah we're all gonna die of something so <laughs> and if the apocalypse happens first then it that shit's gonna take me out yeah What's in your colada this week, Laura? I don't know. Oh, I started swimming again. Oh. That's been really good. Especially when I am in between my injuries. And if I can't run, I realize that swimming gives me the same kind of feeling that running does, which is like a nice, I like the monotonous movement. Although I really don't like if there's other people like in my lane that kind of like stresses right. me out a little bit, but um. I joined Equinox to use the pool and I'm super into it. So swimming's in my colada. What's in yours? Awesome. Before like right before you got here, I was like, oh, I'm gonna put this in my colada and now I literally don't know what it was. Well, in my colada this week is stretching. Also laying on the floor. Always. So stretching is kind of like my moving meditation. And I happen to do it laying on the floor a lot of times. I have a hip injury that I've been rehabbing and I have all these stretches that I have to do for it. And normally in my life, I would be like, oh, I got to waste all this time stretching. But then I decided to make it a routine. I decided to make it a nice little ritual that I have for myself. And sometimes it transitions into like a full yoga sequence and sometimes it turns into more of like an interpretive dance situation but hey it's you gotta do you I'm a big fan of telling people what their bodies need and you gotta tell yours what I know exactly and my body tells me all the time what it needs and I probably only listen to it like 60% of the time so I'm working on increasing that percentage one of my favorite like meme things on instagram is like a person's conversation with their body where it's me i feel terrible body i need water me (laughs) gets an iced coffee goes to mcdonald's and the body's like i just need a salad (laughs) i love it every time i love it well Somebody just fell down the stairs in your hallway. I don't know what's happening out there. Don't tweet at us. Don't tweet at us. Follow us on Instagram. Instagram at Cougars and Coladas. Or like send us an email. Roar. Roar at CougarsandColadas.com. R-A-W-R. For those of you who are either in the D.C. area or you don't even have to be in the D.C. area, um, Samantha Attard from Be Happy Healthy Human or Happy Healthy Human Radio Woo-hoo! is doing an Ayurveda retreat um, outside of D.C. the weekend of May 18th. And I think she has three spots open. So head over to BeHappyHealthyHuman.com for more information. Or you can also follow her on Instagram at 
be happy, healthy human. Mm-hmm. I would go, but I have a wedding that weekend. So you all should go instead. Oh, shit. I was going to put tarot in my galata. That's what I, I'll do next time. <laughs> <laughs> See you next time, baby coogs. Bye. Bye.